Welcome to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. I'm Susanna Kennedy, and I'm going to be with you right through until 2 p.m. today. I am super excited because one of my favorite humans is joining us on Two Oceans Vibe today. John Blissness, how the hell are you? I'm fine. How the hell are you? Fine. I'm fantastic. I'm freaking amazing. You look freaking amazing. Who is that painting behind you? Uh, this is a triptych by uh, Conrad Burtis, the man, one of the men behind Bitter Comics. Uh, oh. It's one of my favorite artists. Makes me very happy, this painting. It's I, called I, uh, Mold of Bullets, uh, actually. It's and called what? The molding the devil's bullets and and, right. and the idea is that children is uh, loading the devil's gun wow that that is not dark at all john i i wouldn't yeah. have um expected something like that from you <laughs> it's pink it's pink for goodness sake it's the least dark thing i own <laughs> oh my god for those of you listening who can't actually see what i'm seeing at the moment it's literally like little baby, I don't know if they're newborns or fetuses, if they're still in utero, um, it could go either way, the way that I'm sort of yeah. looking at it at the moment. What do you think? They're newborns. Oh, they're newborns. Uh, mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so it's newborn babies kind of floating in, in strange positions. And then um, I can see a red brain sort of drawn over the one side. And another red brain on the other side. Oh, and the there's some line? hanky panky going on in the middle. There now I know why John got this painting. <laughs> <laughs> but John, you're an artist yourself. You're not. I know you are most famous for being a comedian, of course. But um, you're an artist in your own right. Yeah, I like to, I like to paint. Uh, I became very friendly with Robert Hodgins, probably one of my favorite, yeah, maybe even my favorite artists in the world. And Robert was 87 when I met him. Uh, and I can strongly recommend not making friends with someone who's 87 because it doesn't end well. Unless you're like 92, in which case, knock yourself out. Talk to the 87-year-olds. Um, but then I, I painted with Robert for two years, and uh, every couple of weeks we got together, and then he died. So that was a bit sad. Oh, and I didn't paint for a while, like about a year. I didn't want to paint because he was dead. And then I started again. Yeah, so I, I did paint. I, I'm glad that you started again. And um, I'm sorry you lost your, your painting buddy. You know, that sucks. That age, you know, at that age, what are you going to do? I mean, you die. Essentially. True. That's what you do. You do. <laughs> you do. It tends to happen. <laughs> at least it was a full life. And um, and yeah. he filled the, he filled it with um, creativity, which is always, I think, an absolute bonus. I agree. I think yeah. Are, um, it's something I talk about a lot in the classroom. Is um, um, so essentially your role as a as a chimp, which is kind of what we are, as a chimp with a slight upgrade, uh, is to be come to this place and then make as many mistakes as possible and then leave. Uh, because if you don't make mistakes, there are no anomalies, which means there's no progress because you don't disturb the pattern. So, so um, I think Robert lived a brilliant life because he was a total 
maniac and just had a great time and broke the rules. So I feel like nature was following him with like sort of a notebook going, oh, that's new. Wow. Oh. And so I, I live my own life accordingly. It's an experiment. So why would you repeat the same experiment? Why would you buy unit trusts? Why would you, you know, I don't know, study hard and find the right partner the first time and have 2.3 children and get a Volvo uh, with airbags? Pointless. It's totally pointless. pointless. It is totally pointless. Um, they they say, um, what, what is that wonderful saying by Will Smith? He said, um, mediocrity. Oh no, um, being being realistic is the shortest and surest route to mediocrity. I like that. Uh, I couldn't agree more. That's I, and I love 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 that quote because I think that it is the um, creative and insane combination that takes us to um, real development in all areas of life. Yeah. And there's there's often a fine line between insanity and creativity because you've got to believe in these crazy new possibilities, right? Yeah, and a lot of creative people simply admit to what uh, people who don't believe they're creative, and by the way, there, there is no such thing as a non-creative human. It, it doesn't make any sense. But Yeah. Um, but those people who've been either beaten or um, bored into, you know, disbelieving their own creativity um, will, will tell you that. And, and, and um, I, uh, I think challenging yourself all the time and constraint uh, are real creative fuel. And people think that being creative is like, it's like there's no rules and it's easy and you just everything you get silly hacks and you go to stupid festivals. And um, it's not that at all. It's, um, it's finding a way to make something out of nothing and really constrain spaces. And then mm. it drives people crazy and they become insane. And then they hide it with cluster homes and investments and insurance and 180,000 rand bicycles, whereas creative people just admit to the fact they're a bit mad. This is, this is a very true story, John, listeners. Now, I, I heard this rumor, this, this mm -hmm. crazy rumor, that you um, are giving up comedy in pursuit of becoming a wise teacher. <laughs> so, yes, I'm giving up. I won't be doing stand-up after this last show. Um, the way that stand-up has been done, now, I won't be doing it um, with other comedians or in lineups, or I won't be doing straight comedy shows anymore. Uh, I don't believe in it anymore. And um, there's a lot of comedy, so it's not like anyone's going to lose. Um, there's a lot of average, boring, sort of safe um, reinforcement of stereotypes, which is what people seem to love. Ultimately, we are chimps. And mm -hmm. things like wrestling are popular, and so is The Bachelor. So, so there are lots of people who will give you what you're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. I need to teach, and I need to learn. And uh, one way to learn is to teach. So I've, um, yeah, I've changed direction and, and um, I'm going to be doing, I will still speak publicly, but it's going to be very much uh, on a research basis. And, and I have some ideas about humans that I would like to try and um, explore and then possibly try and academically actually publish. Very, very cool. Now, what some of our listeners won't know about you that I do know is that you um, are a very deep thinker. And so it doesn't surprise me that you are moving in this direction um, of empowering people in a different way. Because I actually think 
you know, the the roots of comedy, good comedy for me anyway, is um, commentary on things to make people think, but doing it in a funny way so that you're not necessarily alienating people, but bringing them in. Um, and there are a few people that get it right, and there are a few people that get it very wrong, and you do get alienated. But I think that it's progressing to becoming a teacher is not a fast step from from you anyway. It's just a different context, right? I mean, you're uh, laughing yes. at me, but it's true. Am I talking nonsense, listeners? No, you're absolutely right. That's your And I think um, uh, it's it's that's why I'm not. Um, trying to change comedy anymore. I, I think there's a genuine role for uh, fluff and bubblegum. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just need uh, a comfortable pair of socks. So I'm just going to go from my own direction. I'm, I'm not trying to make big speeches or anything. I'm certainly not saying I'm not doing comedy anymore to then launch some sort of big show and create sort of a sales spike because I know that that's something which people have done and um, people have said that about what I'm doing. But And my dad died and, and I, um, I got an incredible moment of clarity as he was dying. Um, and in fact, the moment he died, I kind of suddenly saw things very clearly. And um, yes, yeah, I'm just going to do my own thing and, and I don't really need to, I suppose I don't need to explain it to anyone. People who've been to my classes because I have been teaching for a while, uh, it's given me some really nice feedback and, and um, I love how I can drop these kind of truth bombs in the class and then months later I can see that or years later I can see that person and they go hey man like you really changed the way I think about you know stuff and, and that's um, John um, you said you had a moment of clarity can I take yeah. you back to that moment and ask you what yeah. that clarity was for you yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, the way I describe it is that, um, so my dad, um, my dad ultimately died of uh, congestive cardiac failure. That's what physically killed him. Um, and it's quite a slow process. It's quite brutal, especially yeah. for the person going through it, but, but also to watch someone you love kind of essentially drown uh, in their own life. And, and because your heart can no longer pump fluid that it needs to. Um, so your lungs fill and, and you basically drown uh, on the inside. So so the way I thought was that there was almost like this um, slow noose that was closing around him. And, and um, what I noticed was that um, as a family, it's this final gift from him. He's a very loving guy, and very warm and, and highly intelligent. Um, um, and there was this noose closing, but it also pulled us as a family uh, closer uh, mm. in those final maybe you know moments um, and I was kind of headed down a road that I realized um, when I was going to be in his position which I will be one day however it happens um, would I be happy with what I did uh, um, and I kind of experienced it through my dad wondering because also he had a stroke um, you know that led to this so he was an articulate man who was brilliant with words a great writer actually um, who couldn't speak for the last five months of his life. So, so he didn't have the means to communicate um, after all this you know, life. Yeah. And I wondered um, what he would like to say if he could. And, um, and what would I say, you know, when I'm in his position, what would I say? What would my final thing be? Because ultimately you become this like meat puppet that's empty. So, so, you know, are you going to leave a resonance that's kind of important? What is your mm -hmm. echo going to be? What's your imprint 
and and it's more than children and it's more than assets and it's more than some bullshit press clippings about whoops am i not supposed to swear never mind and no, i won't use any big no, you can say that. Just um, don't say the P word or the F word. The rest you is all game. I, I promise you're safe with me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, imagine imagine if all you left were like a bunch of press clippings that, you know, explained that a bunch of, you know, fairly um, insignificant apes had created about your fairly insignificant apeness at a point in time on this magnificent time scale of billions of years. Mm. But it's just the dumbest thing. And to think that that's important is like, it's like, it's really stupid. And, and so the, the, the race now is to create a body of work about thinking and about feeling and about, um, how to, um, help people to remember empathy and to remember, um, um, sort of, the importance of life as a process as opposed to your life uh, because your life actually means nothing. It's one cell in this giant, magnificent organism. Um, And also realize that to stop apologizing for what I believe and just as much as other people are unapologetic about their really illogical belief um, in whatever it is they believe with with no evidence, but in insisting that they're right to the point of war like like ridiculous or or honor killing or you know justified um abuse of other humans based on this idea that you know their framework beats all the other frameworks the truth is we're an ape and we recognize patterns because we have this kind of brilliant you know organism in our um, in our skulls that's excellent at recognizing patterns so if you want apes to calm down you just give them a framework you give them a thing on which to organize their information and it doesn't have to be right it, 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 it's absolutely irrelevant if your belief system is nonsense it's better to have one than not have one hmm. um so i want to get to the bottom of this stuff is is explain to people that yes you can have a framework and we won't be rude about your framework but then don't go and force your framework on other people or insist that yours is more correct than other people's because that's where we fall apart. We become these kind yeah. of judgmental, compartmentalized, you know, apps. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm, I'm headed. And, and that's all kind of exploded in my head as I watched this dude that I really loved slowly shutting down. And, and um, it's a huge gift. And, and, you know, if you'd known my dad, you'd know that um, it's the kind of thing he would pass on because he was that kind of profound. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was very cool, and and I'd be a dick if I if I didn't make something really important happen as a result of my dad's last gift. I really, I love that you have because obviously, um, you know, we were speaking to each other quite a lot while your dad was heading towards yeah. his passing, and um, and and after his passing. But I, you've never told me this. Um, this insight and um I can't tell you how it warms me inside to um to have you say that and to um have found the gift because it's it's so hard to lose people that we love and it's so hard to um to to live through some of the challenges that life throws at us you know and um but the reality is I do I do believe that every challenge um and and often the darkest ones come with this incredible gift and um i'm so happy for you my friend like with all my heart 
um, that you have found that gift? Because I, I do see you as a teacher. I mean, we've always, you know, we've always really spoken about the sort of stuff, you know, life and, um, you know, the, the important things, you know. So, I th- and I do believe you're a well of knowledge. And so I think it's really fantastic that um, you are embarking on this new journey Although it's not new, new, it's been kind of bubbling for a few years, but kind of really focusing and giving it um, the attention that it deserves. And one thing that you said to me last night, which I think bears mentioning here, is that if you want things to change, if you want your life to be radically different, you've got to do things radically differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I mean, many people a- like ex- want a different result, but they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. Sorry, you were saying? No, we had a conversation, you'll remember, in Parkhurst at a cafe on the side of the road. Uh, I took a lot out of that uh, on your whole kind of thing about, you know, just your whole inner sunshine thing that you've got going on, which is, you know, it's not my vibe, but it's really cool. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, well, you need both, right? You need, like, the kind of... I balance you out, Blismas. Yeah. Solar kind of shine and then this sort of event horizon with black hole of cynicism. But um but it's important and and, and um uh, we spoke a lot that day about stuff which I hadn't really put in perspective. It was really helpful and, and um I, I think um the the thing I learned is that you you cannot talk about disruption to what you've just said, right? Because you've got this kind of like way of putting things in a really cool way. But you can't you can't talk about disrupting yourself unless you walk the talk you know mm. so i decided not only to like not do comedy but i ended on a show about my dad which my i think was my best show i've ever done and um, i didn't want to end on a shit note so i ended on my best show and um i mean i have these last things to do because i was contracted before i made the decision so i'll, I'll do those but um um but you need to disrupt yourself. You, 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 mm. you know, I teach stuff now about you know how to break apart your own thinking and your own framework and interrogate all the bits. So you have to do that, and and I'm I'm continuing. You know, since yesterday, I, I decided not only have I left comedy and I've left the agency that I started in 1997. I've given those shares away, but um, uh, I am now leaving the home that I've been in for the last yeah. sort of I don't know five six years. I'm going to go and live somewhere else, and I'm going to. Uh, there, there are a lot of things. I'm, I'm just going to like change everything. Disrupt and, and everything. Are oh, you going to keep that? Oh, you're not giving that one to me. I thought that I, I was, I mean, I'm coming to Joburg next month. Like, uh, no. Dark for you. This is not your actually this is, is not a bit dark for me. Although I kind of like the balance of light and dark, you know. So it would be quite interesting if people walk into my house and then they see this really dark picture. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I got my I've got my secrets too. Do you know what I'm saying? I can I can surprise. <laughs> um, but now, okay, so you've done your last show, but you are contracted to do one more show that you are going sure. to be having at um, at the Gra- at Grand West Arena, Grand West. right? Yep. And it's the it's the Big Five, which when I googled the Big Five, a lot of wildlife came up. Yes, well, we always ask which one are you? You know, what, well, that's what are the Big yeah. Five? Yes. Yeah. What, what are you? I'm not allowed to swear on, on this show, so I can't tell you what I am. But uh, yes. I, I'm not a big fan of like safari, what I like to call safari porn. Um, um, you know where we become all big fans of the bush felt when we South Africans on on 
on tour and we go overseas and then we oh I love the bush you don't love the bush you're building shopping malls don't start okay there's global climate change the rhino's on its way out like please don't come here with your oh but I'm son of the you're not you're not a son of the soil you're an idiot um um so so I don't know what I can tell you though is that Stuart Taylor who makes these shows with his wife and business partner Elsica really good couple and, and they do an amazing production and they treat everyone well the, the guests have a good time it's well curated it runs a tight kind of time frame uh we work with um uh ready d um and and he's amazing i love it nothing i'll just miss the times that i spend backstage with dean um i, I find that um uh uh those are my best things out the kind of cool people that you meet and ready is one of those people who's just amazing but it's a great show and it's a good night out um uh so and it's like a 20 minute spot so i'm going to come down and do that and then literally uh that's the end i've done that's that last it. charity show that i'm going to do and i did the last big five in Stoberg. it was a little bit emotional to be honest i felt a little bit of a twinge like i won't be doing this again um Cape Town's not my home crowd, so so yeah. that's going to be weird, ending it a bit out of town. But I'm uh, I'm looking forward to doing one last thumper, and and I'm going to say some things that may you know make people rethink things a bit because I like that kind of comedy. Um, I thought you were going to say offend offend a few people. Well, I've now realised offend like, think offend. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. It's almost impo- you know being offended is a choice. It's not a it's not a like a you don't have to be offended ever. No. And that's the choice that's made. So so as I've started to unpick these frameworks, what I've learned about people who are easily offended is that they're generally bigots of some description. They are conservative. That is why they're able to be offended. And and my existence um, is not actually um, accountable to anyone, particularly not a conservative human being. If your framework is so narrow that we can easily go out of your framework. That's not our problem. So so what I'm going to say to people who might be offended, um, I'm not offensive, you just don't read enough. And, and, and that's not my problem. Like, like if you have access to information, which almost everyone does now, if you can buy a comedy ticket, you can, you can go online. Um, that's that's your fault. And so if you're offended, you, you, you're probably a bit stupid. You pro- so. Oh, you're probably a bit stupid. Okay, don't get offended yeah. by that, guys. Um, no, but if you no. are, think about it. <laughs> if you are offended, think about what I'm saying. Because I've thought through what I've said, and I have a reason for it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't just, doubt you have. Yeah. yeah. I don't no, wake I don't up doubt. and go, it's a shock. No. But most people find offensive is the truth. And so mm-hmm. that's the problem with people, not the truth. Mm-hmm. And then it picks up again. So there's like an arc, and, and uh, to squeeze that arc, it's, it's going to be too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll have some, you know, little one, one or two things up, up your sleeve. I think so, probably. Yeah. So if people want to get tickets, I suppose they would go on to CompuTicket and look Compu for ticket. the big five. Um, five. And, and it's, if not, it might be quicker, but I think it's CompuTicket. No, I think it's CompuTicket. I think when I Googled earlier uh, on, I'm sure that I saw CompuTicket pop up. Um, yes, CompuTicket. Um, the Big Five comedy show, Cape Town. Um, it is happening on the 2nd of November um, at the Grand Arena. And um, it has got Stuart Taylor, John Blissness, Skulk, Basodenhout, Kumi, 
Maraca, and who else is with you guys? Uh, if I, I leave mean, that's it. And there's always five or six. That's normally the the kind okay. of cast. Okay. Do you mean skull? Um, is it Kurt? Did you say Kurt? John. Uh, so it didn't show me everyone. It just had those, but I could see there was someone else that it wasn't showing me. Um, so to me, Skulk, John, Stuart, and? Another it just says comedian? and. I swear, look, guys, it just says and. It's another comedian. A surprise guest. It might even be me. Surprise? It's, it's going to be Chris Rock, guys. Come on. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, John, thank you so much for your time. It's always fantastic mm. chatting to you. And um, we've never done this, though. We've never, is we've this never, my first interview with you? Yeah. We have coffee crazy. a lot, but, but, and, but this is our first interview. That is crazy. Got to do more of I that think stuff. Really well. It's going so well. No one's complained. No one's stopped us yet. It's going well. I mean, the, the phone hasn't stopped ringing off the hook. People are so excited. <laughs> but I do, with all my heart, just wish you all the best on this new venture. And I will be cheering you from the sidelines. And um, when you have something exciting to discuss again, um, besides at our coffee meetings, you are welcome back on my show anytime. Um, guys, I am always, as always, I love sharing with you guys. And so obviously I spoke to John and we will be running a competition so that some of you lucky listeners can win tickets to go and watch that grand show. It's happening on the 2nd of November at the Grand West Casino. And um, I will put all of that information into my social media. Um, check out my Instagram. It will be a post there. And enter. Don't miss this. This is John's last comedy stand.